0: welcome to the RVA returners podcast your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG yeah the, uh, yeah the, uh, the the carbuncle deck felt really really good down at um Hampton on Friday
1: yeah I, um I think that deck has been good the entire time really it's just that other stuff's like a lot more efficient you know
0: yeah and like nobody was really playing it um obviously except for like the 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 Prince version I think the old one still has legs
1: oh yeah um, it's, a, it's a different deck in my opinion
0: oh I agree I agree. But Adam, you know what else has legs? It's even got bones. It's the RVA Returners Podcast. Guys, we are back. Thank you for tuning in, as always. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. There it is. There it is. Yeah, man. Boy, a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know, we had you know the first Crystal Cup. Uh, the petite cup circuit in North America is finally over. Um, we have... Enough spoilers to choke a donkey. That's yeah, for sure.
1: It's a ton. I, I I don't know the exact number, but it's 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 a metric ass ton of spoilers.
0: <laughs> that, that I believe that is a scientific uh, amount.
1: Yeah, I looked it up.
0: And but I'm gonna tell you right now, Adam. <clears throat> there's only one place where you can find all of that information. Um, you know, and it's not CNN. It's not MSNBC.
1: Is it Fox. It's News? not even
0: Fox News. Oh, it's not, not even close. Not even close. But you are halfway. It's the news. All right. So we're going to lead off with the uh, Kansas Petite Cup. It was actually two events. Uh, we'll talk about the one on Saturday first, the actual uh, Kansas Petite Cup at Collector's Cash. Um, you know, from what I could tell, you know, I only got to see a little bit of it because I did, you know, I did put in some extra work hours this weekend. Um, I did tune in. Uh, stream looked fine. Um, we had, what, 62 players
1: at this event? Something like that. It was either 62 or 67. I can't remember the exact number. But yeah. it, it's in the it was, 60s. It, was, it was
0: over 60. Yeah, it was definitely good. Uh, having 60 players was really, really solid. Um, and um, do you have the top eight from that event? Because I, I know it was 60 players with a top eight cut.
1: Yeah, I don't have the full top eight. I have what was the finals of that event. I didn't get to watch all of it either, but I caught the finals. Um, and the finals was Kyle Peters versus, uh, I think his name was Ben... Ben something mm-hmm. and uh yep. it was uh ben was on Earthwind and kyle was on Mono Lightning.
0: yep yep so it was uh i want to say it went to uh went went, all, went the full gambit. i believe it went the full three games didn't it
1: uh so i can't remember because funny enough the patika final spoiler alert is the same matchup and yeah they went the full gambit uh for the finals mm-hmm. um i can't remember if they went all three games for this but um i know that ben was the winner
0: Nice, yeah, yeah. He won, he won Saturday, and you said Kyle won the finals.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, okay, so and we'll
0: get to that. Not, not, not to jump the gun here.
1: The finals ended up being only six people, sadly. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Which means only uh, only two people traveled out. Three. It was Sam Prime. Three
1: people traveled. What, it was
0: Sam? Okay.
1: Yeah. So one person from California, or like not from California, oh, wow. but one person from the uh, the Arizona Petite Cup traveled. Okay. Um, I want to say he's from California. Sam and then okay. Amethyst from North Carolina traveled.
0: So so does that mean one of the top four from yesterday didn't show up today?
1: Apparently they had like a family emergency, I think is what ah, I was. Mean. Ah, okay, well that's, so, that's
0: understandable. Well, that, yeah. that definitely takes precedence. Okay.
1: So well, yeah, six people total is what it ended up being.
0: Yeah, and the only unfortunate side to that is, you know, I, you know, these events actually ended up drawing a pretty massive crowd for the most part. The smallest one was, what, 30 players? Like, that was Arizona. Yeah, the smallest one was, what, 30, 31 players, and that was Arizona. Even even the one in New York that was in a venue about the size of my office had 40 players.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it, I think it, it shows a lot of promise. I think the issue was just the the finals was pretty costly for a lot of people to try to travel to. Yeah, and it's so, not cheap to get out there. Yeah, and so it was really only beneficial for the people that happened to also be playing in the Kansas City Petit Cup. And I think the I don't know if amethyst and um, forgive me, I don't remember the guy's name from the Arizona Petit Cup. I don't know if they played on Saturday or they just went out for Sunday. I know Sam mm-hmm. played on Saturday yeah, um, but that's all I know. so
0: yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not sure um I, and maybe maybe this will be like kind of like you said maybe it'll kind of you know maybe cause some changes for next year because I mean you know Tampa, pardon me had 90 what 91 players
1: 92 I think was the final number.
0: Yeah, we had 76 players at ours. Yep. Uh, this one, uh, Collector's Cash had, you know, I want to say 62, 63. Mm-hmm. Um, New York had 40. You know, I want to say even the one in Seattle had – I think it was four, around 40. The one in Oregon had about 40. So, like, people came out to play at these events. Yeah. And for it to kind of end with nobody, you know, the location they were at, which, you know, and I think Lecter's like, Cash was a fantastic store. I,
1: I think you it know, was I'm looking just for, I'm... a combination of things, really, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, not that it was at a bad time or at a bad yeah. store, really. I think it's just their, the incentive. But it, to be fair, like, their point was that they, they just wanted it to be, like, a fun thing. They didn't want to give too much incentive. They didn't want to put, like, a world's invite or anything on the line. And so that mm-hmm. kind of, like, really – a lot of people that went to these petite cups – uh barring a few people came because they were close right and that say i think the same yeah. went for kansas like only mm-hmm. 3 people really flew kind of like a lot of people probably were in reasonable driving distance right so right and i think that's why the fall off happened because not everybody that was there that not the, the 60 people the day before they can't play in the finals so exactly yeah i think i think that was really just the thing um mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah there's a lot of things that we, they could change, and I'm sure some things will change in next year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what those things are. So,
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it was it, they're off to the right track. Um, I, I think next year you could probably expect the same number, and maybe next year there'll be a little bit more incentive behind them, which is fine. And, I mean, I, overall, I think the North American petite, cuts, petite Cup circuit ended up going very, very well, probably better than expected.
1: Yeah, I could agree with that, yeah.
0: But... You know those weren't the only big events happening, and also you know big congratulations to the two winners this weekend, um, Ben yeah, and, and Kyle, Kyle Peters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so Kyle is actually the first U.S. Nats player that has qualified this season.
1: Correct. Yep.
0: So, so he's got that. Congratulations to him for winning the whole thing. So now he can just kind of sit back and relax until then, or at least just you know not have to worry about the grind, um, unless he wants to go to Crystal Cups, which are where you know these are world invites at these things. Yep. And speaking of which, we have our first world's invited player because the German, uh, the Germany, the Ice Crystal Cup was happening this weekend, and um, you know I tuned into some of that. A uh, lot of back and forth. Um, again, I was busy, so I got to I got I got to like tune in when I could. I'm actually going to spend the rest of the night tonight after we're done. I'm gonna you know go through the VODs and you know check a lot of the stuff out, the stuff that I didn't see, kind of go back through. But um, you know, big shout outs to Toby uh, winning the entire thing.
1: Yeah, that tournament um, was, was kind of stacked. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it was
0: a dude. It was nuts. It was completely stacked. There was a lot of killers there, and um, this was the one where uh, you had you had eight rounds day one, I believe. Yep. And then it cut to top thirty-two for day two, and they did a draft, and it was four rounds of draft until, or four rounds of limited at that point, and then with a top eight cut. Yep. So yeah, the tournament was stacked. Um, Adam, what were your thoughts of the you know the first? crystal cup of the season
1: i thought it was pretty hype to be honest i mean yeah there are some similar things as far as streaming goes that that you know have been happening but i, I think it's getting mm-hmm. a little better uh yeah, it did kind of suck that it seemed like they didn't have a lot of time to prepare so we were kind of left with like a camera angle that was a little bit less than reasonable but like they did what mm-hmm. they did what they could with what they had i think mm-hmm. uh so which you know it's better than nothing oh absolutely uh, so i'm glad i got to watch the play because the caliber of play was very high I mean when yeah. your top four is yeah. like Toby, uh JFB, uh Robert Phillips and, and Viet Duck Fam, like I mean those those are all four like stellar players, honestly. Like you oh, see yeah. them in top eights pretty good amount, all of them. Um and uh-huh. Toby's a former world champion, obviously, and uh, you know, not much more to be said there. And I mean congrats to him for becoming the first world qualified player, I believe, unless someone from Japan's already qualified that I don't know of. Um and, yeah. uh-huh. and on a deck and on a deck that's like pretty different to be honest
0: mm-hmm. yeah so as far as the uh meta goes here i know there was all yeah, let's go ahead and um now again you know because of time zones and everything was do you know if there was coverage of the actual drafting or did they just did they do all the draft off camera and coverage didn't start until they were ready to go into the round
1: i woke up late but i think they just covered after post-draft. Like, I think they didn't cut the stream on until everybody had already kind of drafted and started that first round of Swiss and draft. But, again, I woke up late, so I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, And Uh a lot of the people that were already in the top eight previous to the draft starting still made top eight, which kind of, I think, proves the point that, like, if you could play constructed in this game, Mm -hmm. I think you're pretty well adept to play draft. Like, you know what makes a good card, then you can draft. And I think Opus 7 is a fine... Set, in my opinion i i don't it's not opus six for me i like opus six a lot mm-hmm. but i think opus seven is fine yeah the, the six packs helps for consistency too
0: oh absolutely absolutely you know and big shout out to you know uh i know one of the people i was rooting for uh all weekend was uh was joe hill joseph himself so close so close to top eight
1: yeah i think he ended up 10th he squeaked down yeah, i think he, he finished 10th yeah yeah he squeaked into top 32 i think at like 28th or something like that and uh yeah. And managed to, I think, do really, really well in draft. I want to say he went X one, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: I just it, it was the bubble.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if you the thing is, if even though it resets, I guess kinda, it doesn't really reset your score. So he has to mm-hmm. try a lot harder than the people who already did well day one. Yeah, like Robert through. Phillips,
0: who was undefeated, he could easily coast through draft, you know, and go X one or X O whatever, you know, like him, Toby JFB, The guys who were in the top four spots had a lot easier time going through limited. Um, and I say that with the context of they had a they had a game or two to give.
1: Yeah, they have a you know well earned head start. That's, I mean, that's the way I look yeah. at it. Yeah, I mean they earned their head start.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, to go back what you were saying—the caliber of play that we saw. Man, I'll tell you right now, watching a guy like Robert Phillips play Wind Water, the Wind Water. Um, when I say Wind Water with him, I'm specifically talking about the Crystal Chronicles deck. That that dude just. It really shows you just how powerful, not just that deck is, but then to you know throw Toby in the mix with his Wind Water deck, just how powerful that archetype is. Oh, I mean, and just, yeah. how, just how much gas that it has, and how much consistency it brings to the yeah, table. It's
1: that deck insane. is cheap. Yeah, that deck's cheap. I mean, I'll say it. the deck's cheap, uh, but it does require the pilot to also be very good. Um, yeah. to- Toby's deck, a little bit lesser of a scale, in my opinion, but he played it well, and uh, he showed he had like some lines and ways to deal with other... like you know powerful cards. Of course he was also playing green cards which helps. But um uh-huh. I mean, yeah, to me I think coming out of this meta and we'll talk about it as part of like our main topic a little bit. I think this uh-huh. is the best deck by a good margin. I just think uh-huh. it requires a pilot to be of pretty high skill in order for you to see the the big advantages it actually has over a lot of other decks.
0: Yeah, and it, it's all—it's all in the sequencing. It is one hundred percent all in the sequencing, and that—and that's what kind of separates the chaff from the wheat in that regard. But uh, you know, I, I can't wait to go back through and actually watch a lot of it again. And I think, you know, overall, like to kind of touch on what you were saying, I thought the stream was fine. I thought the commentary was fine. I think they all did a great job, and I agree with you. I think they—they um, they, they, there was maybe some preparation that they—that they just didn't have, mm-hmm. but they—they they definitely made it a fun watch. Um, and you know, and. A discount the the guys at collector's cash you know the fact that they had a stream for that uh there wasn't much commentary in the beginning but like in top eight you know, they had some commentary even my man cody cody was on the ones and twos for a little while yeah. yep so and then they did commentary today so you know i i think as a this was a good weekend to be a spectator and i i i, I like that you know because so you know from coming from somebody who does the commentary side of things. It is really nice when you can get people that can't be there to really get invested and involved in the events because that's just the way these things are. You know, you want people who are on the outside looking in, you want them to see the hype plays. You want them to talk about it with their friends. You want the chat to blow up. When people do crazy things. So like the fact that, you know, everybody, I think all the streams this weekend, everybody did an overall fantastic job. Um, and i can't wait to see kind of what what's going to happen here in the future. So, great events, congratulations to Toby, congratulations to Kyle, all the big winners this weekend. I think you I don't think you could have asked for a better weekend of cards. And i urge everybody, go back and watch all the vods for all the events, the the Petite Cup, the Petite Cup finals and the uh, Crystal Cup uh, for Germany. There's just a lot of great play and it's just if you really want to see what made Opus 7 actually a pretty great meta. You know, you'll get to see it all right there
1: so yeah i think uh, for me the german crystal cup for me is like everything was pretty meta to an extent i mean top eight was still pretty well versed like you had three wind waters like i said but only two were the standard version well, you and had you
0: the, had that you had that
1: agrius baby two agrius decks actually uh and both yeah. were very different uh the one that i saw day one was more like uh grand jason's build and then i think mm-hmm. the one day two that uh i was hearing about was like a five color build or something pretty wild oh yeah uh mono lightning was there yeah mono lightning was there and then two ice earths as well
0: yeah so it was it was you had you had a lot of really uh diverse decks but you also had like just the decks that really just kind of personified the meta as well so overall great weekend of cards i urge everybody to go back there and watch that but adam that's not the only thing that's been happening we got spoilers to talk about just a lot of them boy howdy uh, do we have a lot of them yeah it's
1: a ton uh so i'll start off with saying uh we've seen the pictures of starter cards now or at least uh, six of them. So there's still more that we haven't seen. Yep. Uh, but we don't know what they do. All we know is that we're getting a Barret. That's an EX burst that looks like he's almost like a Ferris for Final Fantasy VII. But I can't 100% tell. Uh-huh. Uh, a Yuffie uh-huh. that you can only read part of it. And it could be really good. It could not be. I'm not sure. Like All I know is that you're going to have to pay X for something. Uh, a Hien that I can't tell what it does like at all really. And then a Yugiri uh-huh. that looks like she gains haste somehow. But again, I can't really tell her deal like what all I know is that they're they're forwards
0: yep and aren't the uh, don't the starter decks get released on pre-release weekend this time as well they
1: do they always do I believe so we should get our starters on Saturday
0: awesome awesome well that's good that's good. Well, let's uh, let's just go down the line here. Let's talk about them. You know, obviously, you know, people have been talking about some of these. So, you know, the ones that we think are really, you know, I think that are going to be really impactful, we will definitely stop and talk about. But other one, otherwise, some of these we're just we're going to fly through. We'll talk about them, say whether we like it or not, and just move right along.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the first one actually was a kind of a hot one, I think. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, yeah. It's a lava spider. So one CP yeah. Crystal Chronicles monster uh, attacking mm-hmm. for as you control gain plus three thousand power um i kind of want to tackle this first actually because i have a lot yeah, to say i think yeah, this. i think this card is a trap uh I, I see a lot of people that are like really excited about it and thought that it was like broken um mm-hmm. and i don't think it's terrible or anything and i think in the right deck if you build toward it it can do some very good things like with waft monsters i know we've discussed this it could be very yeah, good I think there. Th- I
0: think that's the deck it shines in, honestly.
1: Yeah, but this isn't just going to go in, like, every fire deck. Like, I wouldn't even really put this in the mono fire wall deck, to be honest. I just don't want to waste a card slot that's not a forward that's attacking so that my yep. guys are bigger than they need to be. Like, and and yep. and on and it's also in the weird slot of monsters where they're a lot easier to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. So... I do think, though, that maybe this could see some play in Scions as just an Urian J target off-color. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be interesting. But I don't mm-hmm. think that this is just going to go in like every red deck. Like, Yep.
0: I yep. agree with that 100%. Um, like I said, I, I do agree with you. I, I think it's going to be really good in Limited. I think it's a card that you want to see in Limited. Um, and I also think, like I said, I think the Waff Monster deck, a deck where you're just centralized around weenie forwards, I think that's where it's really going to shine, but I think you really have to just be aware of uh, of its downside, where you know that that buff does not last until the end of turn. So if they're big enough to get over something, but they take damage after that attack's done, it's still going to die. Could, like, be you're cool still with Could be
1: cool with Minwu. Could be cool with Minwu or something like that, or maybe if you're using first yeah. strike. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, you're basically just trading up.
0: Yeah, you're just allowing your weenies to tackle big guys, and yeah, that's what, that's why I think it lasts. It works well in the Waff Monster yeah, deck, which because isn't it's bad, like but color just, limited.
1: Right, it's not bad. You just have to be okay with your things still dying. I yep. think that's the key. Uh, the next one's another one CP Fire Monster. It's Golem, uh, cool. Crystal Chronicles again. Uh, when he enters the field, choose a four, give it two thousand power to a turn, uh, and then you can break him to choose an attacking forward and give it four thousand power in a turn.
0: I think this card's good. It's almost like essentially like a reverse tonberry, if that makes sense. Where it is, it's uh yeah. you know and I think that's almost every bit as good as, you know, being able to threaten a guy getting bigger, you know, and then even bigger just for the cost of one and breaking it just seems really, really good. I I think as a card, I think this card's better than the spider.
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I when I first saw it I, I was like, This card's better than the spider in my opinion. Uh to me it's worth more of a card slot. I can kinda like pop it whenever i want to and the fact that the power lasts until in a turn to me is much more important i think than people are giving it credit for um yeah. again in limited i think it's very strong and standard mm-hmm. i just need to see maybe maybe uh some kind of weenie deck will be good um yep. i again I, I i don't think i'm making room for either of these cards <clears throat> in a modifier ward wall deck mm-hmm. um but i'm not really sure like how that deck's going to change yet to be fair
0: yeah no, so they're they're on the radar, but we'll we'll kind of see what happens as we see like the rest of the
1: set. yeah, uh next card is a new summon. it's a Fenrir. It's a two c p uh, earth summon. uh if you, when you cast it, you may pay an extra two colorless. uh choose one light forward or dark forward break it if you paid the extra cost, remove it from the game instead.
0: um I don't know I, I i I think it's an okay card. um I like the remove from the game clause on it, which allows you know. But I, I think because of who it kills is kind of limited. Um, I feel like, especially since it's being an Earth, I feel like that's almost what... It's kind of what you're... If you have something that's special to kill a light or dark card, I feel like that's kind of what you're running Menphilia for on the back end. Um I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad card at all. I think the fact that it specifically targets Light or Dark, and then you have the option or move from the game, so they can't get it back later. Like specifically for a card like Gaudis, yep. that's that's where I think the card is. You know, where it really do get a lot of its value. But at the same time, too, what and I guess it depends on the deck too, right? Because I think it could be a fine one or two of, especially with so many ways for Earth to not only search for summons out of their deck. But to get him back from the break zone, I think it's a fine one-of in a lot of Earth decks. I just got to figure out what you'd be cutting to put it in there.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, it's a fine one-of. I think people are giving it a little more flack because I do think it's actually pretty good. I mean, killing Yuri for 2 CP seems insane to me. Killing yeah. Removing Gaudis from the game, even for 4, seems really mm-hmm. good. I mean, it sucks you're paying one more than Gaudis costs, but you know you're not getting he doesn't, he
0: doesn't get that value back
1: exactly um it, and it's a little flexible in that way uh being able to kill mm-hmm. camlin off for 2 cp the turn he comes out seems fine to me um mm-hmm. but yeah it is a little bit of a toolboxy card if it feels if we had a sideboard in this game it would be a nutty card um oh, 100% i but i think earth can afford to run just one of these and be okay you have things like ajito um if you want to get it back scholar. after you've pitched it you have things like scholar uh, you could even search it with Rydia if you want to go that mm-hmm. far down, but I don't know if you're really doing that. For me, this takes up your Hecaton slot probably. Uh, I feel like uh-huh. that that's like the one-of that and Carbuncle are like one of them, like Earth Windless, and I could see uh-huh. this maybe making it there as a way for them to easily kill Yuri and Geldis. Um But maybe not. Maybe the Hecaton is more important or the Carbuncle is more important for the tricks you can do. But I can see uh-huh. it being in that slot.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that 100%.
1: Uh, next one was uh, Joseph Josephius spoiler actually. So it's a uh, three CP Wind Monster Death Gaze. Uh, mm-hmm. Death Gaze nine actually. So it's not the same Death Gaze. Uh, when he enters the field, choose a forward opponent controls remove it from the game for as long as Death Gaze is on the field.
0: I think the card's really good. Um, it's a it's essentially an Oblivion Ring, and the fact that it's <laughs> the fact that it costs three gets it over so much monster hate. And at this point, it's a card that's super hard to interact with at this point. So you can take a problem forward, remove it from the game, and that copy is just pretty much out of commission.
1: Yep, and you can there's do. Just, there's really, Yeah, you can also do really tricky stuff with this. So, uh, first off, yep. I think this card is, is probably busted good. Like, really, yeah, really I good. I think it's
0: really, really good. I agree with that 100%. Um,
1: I hate that it's a green card, like, a lot. <sighs> um Mm -hmm. like i don't think that they deserved hard removal at this point really like i know we were complaining about it like one or two sets ago but like at this point i don't think they should be allowed to have it i will
0: say in the defense of it being a green card i think because decks with green are the lists are kind of tight sure i think i think you i think what makes it hard is finding a spot for this but i promise you It'll find it'll find its way into the I, list
1: with I, green. Button. Yeah, I think you just don't run three chaos walkers anymore. Probably you treat this like a summon yeah. slot almost, and it's yeah, a it's a ones, unique yeah it's a it's a unique guy. So you're not gonna play this more than once a game, really. Yeah. But when you are able to play a once a game, is when I think he gets really busted. So here's a I don't know if people are aware of these interactions, but uh, I'll let you know really quick. So uh-huh. the way Dorgan works, right? If uh, if Dorgan removes a forward from the field, and then they play that same forward, and Dorgan dies the four that he removed initially stays removed because it's illegal to come back on the board. Uh-huh. Um, if yep. he's removed two of the same name, when they come back, they both come back, and then they both die, right? So yep. Death Gaze kind of works similar to the first instance I said. So what you can uh-huh. do is say you remove a Daluma from the game, and then they play their second daluma You can then, if you have a way to bounce your Death Gaze uh, through ways...
0: You use, use meone
1: Yeah, you could use meone You could use Orator. Uh, there's a few other ways to bounce Bismarck, um, mm-hmm. put it back in your hand. That Dotaluma is now RFG for the rest of the game, yep. um, and then you can replay the same death gaze or remove the one that's on the field. Yep. So now they're are two Dotalumas down, and if they do it a third time, and you have another way to do it, you can just do it again. Yep. And now all their Dotalumas are just out of the game. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, that interaction is what puts it over the top. I think if if you can do the and that that works in Wind Water. Uh, it works in yep. mono wind too if you just want to play me own there. Uh, well, and that's also
0: in the fact, fact that, you know, if you're just running a one of, which one or two of at the most, if when you're ready to start doing that nonsense, you just Mog special for it, grab it, and then let it rip.
1: Yep. And I, I think you only need to run really two because like I think you want to see it, but obviously you can't play it multiple times a game. So I think two is fun, yep. is where you want to be. But I think the card is insane. I I, yep. I I think it's probably gonna be one of the better cards in the set, and I, I hate that it's a green card.
0: Oh, and it's insane and Limited. I know how people this past week were talking about how there's not really many answers for Arden in Limited. Well, guess what? There most certainly yeah. is.
1: I do think they're actually doing a good job of Limited in this set, I uh, will say.
0: I, I, I agree with that 100% as well, for sure.
1: Um, so the next one is another fire card. It's uh, Yotsiu. Uh, she's a 2CP, uh-huh. backup, Category 14. For a fire tap, choose one forward of cost 5 or less. It cannot block this turn.
0: I think this card's good. I know when we first talked about it, I read it wrong, and I was like red mage is just better and i didn't realize it cost one less yeah granted you're missing some targets here you're missing your six and seven cp forwards but most of the, the relevant targets are five or less so i think in decks red decks where you were running like multiple copies of red mage and maybe ninja i think one of those takes a hike in favor of this card probably the red mage because you can just ninja the big bodies for the turn you need them out of the way and then you can just use your your Yosutu, whatever uh, Yatsuyu, Yatsuyu. yeah you can just use her to get rid of whatever else is in the way for when still leave a backup open
1: yep and so. i think it makes it easier to play off two backwards whereas red mage kind of needs to play off three um yeah oh abso- absolutely yeah and that's important for a deck like mono the mono fire wool deck mm-hmm. so yeah, i think, I, it's, I think I, it's a good card i think she's really good I think she'll see play as long as Fire is good. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I think we are seeing good Fire cards, so I really hope that it's going to be good. Uh, but we'll mm-hmm. see. I'll, I'll 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 hold my judgment until oh, you know, we actually yeah. start playing. Uh, so the next one was uh, the Turks, spoiler. It was uh, a regular Fina, another one. So she has, like, three mm-hmm. cards to set, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Job, White Mage, Category, Brave Espyist. Uh, when she enters the field, choose a wind character you control. Activate it. And when she's put from the field to the break zone, choose one character you control. Activate it.
0: I don't think she's terrible. The fact that the uh, the fact that the legendary Fina exists kind of hurts this one a lot, but I still think this card has a lot of merit. Like the fact that you can like get some Cactar uses out of it and stuff like that. Yeah, That's fine.
1: And then the the fact that like when she leaves, it's any characters. That's not really color restricted. It's decent. Yeah. But I think she's in a very, very crowded slot, right? Like Yestola, Zedane, yep. uh, Chalinka. I, Chalinka, yeah. It's gonna be really hard yeah. for her, in my opinion, to find a spot. Maybe in like Wind Lightning, she'd be good. Maybe. Uh, but Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I I don't think she's a bad card. Yeah, not uh, at all. And I think she's a pretty solid limited card. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 mean, agree with,
0: I all solid points. I definitely yeah. agree. Uh,
1: next card was a new Say. It's so a two CP mm-hmm. backup sign on the seventh dawn. Uh card named Alpha No You Control gains a thousand power. And then just for a dull, you can choose a card named Alphano you control it gains haste until end of turn.
0: Card's got the wrong name. Moving on.
1: I think uh in Mono Lightning she might be able to see some play. It depends on how good the forward Alphano is, because now what you can do is replace the Alphano in there with this card and play the forward Alphano. And use Sid Previa to get Luis Wah to get this to go to three really fast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you have mm-hmm. a forward that that you could buff off of that. Whereas like AlphaNo was kind of meh in mono lighting, like he wasn't great. But if mm-hmm. this can partner with the forward Alpha no, and the forward Alpha No is decent, I could see a same play there. But in Scions, yeah, you're not playing this card. Uh, yeah. the four CP is literally what makes the deck work. Um, but mm-hmm. in Title, could be going, could be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's really going to depend on what the Alpha forward looks like.
1: I think so too. If he's if he stinks, then uh, yeah, I don't think she's seeing Tennessee play at all but Uh yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, then next up, we got a new paladin backup. It's Uh a two CP water backup category 14 standard Uh unit, all that good stuff. Uh, for water tap break, uh, put, uh, choose one forward you control and one, and one other forward you control during this turn. The the next damage dealt to the former is received by the latter.
0: I, I think you could do some really like tricky stuff with that. Like, I think if you're playing like some kind of like earth water deck with forward Toto, you know they're clearly going to do what they can to avoid hitting that one, and now you can be like nope, or you can like have it go to like to Dottaluma, you know, like you can do some real tricky stuff with that. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, you can like yeah it's filter cute. yeah filter your own stuff to Dottaluma, filter some ability damage maybe to a mm-hmm. Uh Again, I I think these plays are cool in theory, but I don't know if where you're are gonna, they going. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna put this card in that deck maybe maybe like you said earth water is where it wants to be Uh, maybe you can do some cool things there with like noctis or something i'm not really sure uh i i want to like it i think it's decent but i just i don't know if it's going to make the final cut in a lot of decks i think that's my issue
0: it's more cute than anything yeah
1: i agree with that for sure uh, cause i'd
0: rather just play minwoo and avoid all the damage completely
1: yeah exactly yeah for sure uh which is we'll get to another card when we want to talk about that but uh then mm-hmm. next up we got the two cp ice backup black mage best art in the set already oh, uh, category 11. <laughs> uh so for the low low cost of two ice three colorless tap and break you can choose a dull four to do mm-hmm. at 9k
0: talk about value um no we're just going I, I this card's bad we're just gonna move right along
1: it's a lot like the lightning black mage, I think, in where its effect is very expensive, but it's on a low cost backup. I think that's the idea. And I guess if you really want to make that black mage deck work, uh, here's another card, mm-hmm. or not a black mage deck, but like work with the other black mage backups, kind of thing. But again, I yeah, I don't see this seeing too much play. Really, five CPs a lot. Yeah. So yeah. and a break, you're losing a yeah, your backup too. So.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100. Yeah. 100. percent
1: Next up, we got a backup that I'm gonna attempt to pronounce, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pronounce it wrong because I didn't really play Final oh, Fantasy Eleven. Uh, Shamond P Garuch. I don't know, man. That's probably wrong.
0: Oh, the gr- Oscar the Grouch.
1: Yeah, uh, but he's a two CP water backup, category eleven. Uh, if your forwards, if forwards you control receive a thousand damage, they be- the damage becomes zero instead.
0: Um, I think the card is neat in conjunction with some things. Um. But obviously, if you're playing a standard constructed deck and you're worried about a 1,000 damage, you're probably playing, you're already just like playing Minwoo. But what one of the things that maybe this helps out where Minwoo doesn't is like a Barbarisha play, where she comes in and reduces something to a 1,000, and then they cactar it.
1: Yeah, sure. But
0: the the is still going to kill it. This won't, but it, again, it's much like the other uh, cute water backup. Where are you putting it?
1: Yeah, I think that's the issue. Like, it does some cute things, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. I think the other one is way cuter, I guess, if that's, like, a, a way to put oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think if this had just said any forward, we'd be in business. Uh-huh. I think this card would be super playable if it said any forward. Yeah, because um, it
0: would stop the dot Luma nonsense. Or yeah. if we're talking about old Oscar the Grouch, if he was just his chapter's counterpart, it'd be even more busted.
1: Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, as is, like, I think he's kind of meh. Uh yeah. It's cool with, like, damage reduction stuff, I guess, but mm-hmm. other than that, like, how often are you receiving exactly 1,000 damage? Probably Cactuar is the yeah. main thing, but that deck also runs Dotaluma and, like, probably maybe Chalinka and stuff like that, so... Exactly. I don't really exactly. know if you're gonna play this just to stop, like, Diabolus plus Cactuar and uh, Barbarisha no. plus Cactuar, you know, so...
0: Yeah, you're, you're, definitely, you're definitely not, so...
1: Yeah uh next spoiler was a 2cp dark knight backup uh category mm-hmm. 14 so it seems like the standard units from the set are category 14 yep. um i don't think that's going to affect title very much to be honest no um no because they're
0: all like Well, this one could because like this one could be playable because it is on color
1: i think you're just better off playing scions though right and minors yeah
0: no that's true uh, that's very true
1: but yeah, this card's okay, I guess. It's a uh, Earth and Colorless tap break. Choose a forward until a turn. It gains 1,000 power for each point of damage you've received.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. Um, I think it's it'd be cute with, like, Noctis. That's the first thing I think of. Like, this thing on a Noctis at, like, five or six points of damage means he's just blowing something away.
1: Yeah, for me, I think Monk's just a better card.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Because um, Monk is going to give you something static. At every point in the game.
1: Yeah, this is only better than Monk, like, on four points of damage, I guess. Somewhere around there. Because mm-hmm. you don't get the Brave. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm pretty male on it, like I said. Like, I think Monk only really saw play because people wanted to play 2CP Earth backups. And that's still a little bit of a problem. Like, there's not too many really, really good 2CP Earth backups. They're all very specific in what they do. Yeah, um, no, I agree. They're not a lot of, like, generically good. But Earth's high-end backups are very generically good. So...
0: Yeah, well... I'm sorry. Earth definitely got us really, really solid two CP backup that we'll that, get
1: to. That is true. Which is actually the next card, so we'll do that right hey. now. So it's a two CP Earth backup. His name is Leo, Lyle. Lyle. I, I don't know how you say it. Lyle. Uh, tap. Put him in the break zone. Choose a summon cost four or less. Cancel its effect.
0: Cards just really, really solid. That's a. It, it's a good. It's a good two CP backup for Earth. That is probably good in almost any matchup because there's a lot, I mean, a lot of great summons are four or less. Yeah, you're not hitting Diabolos or Phoenix, but you're hitting Baby Phoenix.
1: Mm-hmm. You're hitting
0: all the Ramus. You're hitting all the Leviathans. You're hitting Cuckoo Lane. You're hitting, um, you know, your Fam Fritz. You're, like, you're hitting. You're hitting 4CP Odin. This thing stops a lot.
1: Yeah, to and, me, it's a better version of, like, the Opus 4 summoner, kind of. You yep, just don't have the standard unit tag. Like, you don't have that multi-unit. Uh, mm-hmm. But you hit a, a higher cost of summon, which is more relevant right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. And it's cheaper, too. It's just tap and break, right?
1: Uh, both of those are tap and break. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And they're I both just, cost, I... 2 They're just in different elements.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's good. I, I I think the card's really solid. Yeah, I
1: think it's going to definitely just... see play, for sure. Yeah,
0: and just, just because it's just a good... It's a good 2 CP backup that Earth just doesn't have, and it's, and when you want to use it, it doesn't cost you the rest of your backup line to use
1: it. Yep. So, so I think it's good. Yep. Uh, next was uh, the card of the week. It's the last card of the week before the set came out, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a new dame Buddy's Water. Um, mm-hmm. He's a 2 CP, 3,000 power. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have six or more cards in hand, he can't be blocked. Whenever Uh-oh. he deals damage to the opponent, you draw two cards. And then he has an mm-hmm. S, so Zidane finally has an S. Uh, solution 9 for oh. S, 2 Water. Choose a forward oh. until end of turn it loses 2,000 power for each card in your hand.
0: Um, I I don't know what to think about this card. I think it's good, but I just don't know how good it is. I think this is just because I see all the positives. Like, it's drawing you cards. The fact that you can do your turn, draw, attack with him um, before you start playing cards. So you're, like, going to, you know... You're almost always going to have the six or more cards in your hand. So you're going to attack, do damage, draw two more cards, and then it just opens up your second main phase or even the rest of that combat phase. Um, I think the card is really, really... I think it's amazing in title as well, which seems to be the focus here for nine. Um, but I don't know. Um, I know the fact that it's a Lina target is huge. Um I don't know. I can't wait to see what people do with it. I, I do think it's good. I just don't know how good it is. And this isn't me saying that I don't think it'll see play. I think it'll see play. I just don't know where and in what capacity.
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of went through stages on this card. When I first saw it, I was like, eh, it's okay. But it's really easy oh. to kill. Um, oh, yeah. Then I started thinking of ideas of like really broken things that this card can do. So I, uh-huh. I think that this card is, per- is busted, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like super bust. Like I'm not saying like deep bolos like that level. But uh the only mm-hmm. thing is he's only really busted early, I think. However, mm-hmm. if this guy hits one time, just one time, um it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to snowball like crazy. So, I think his best home, at least in my opinion right now based on what I've looked at is water fire. Oh yeah. Um I think the ideal turn one, obviously you get this down, you play a sage, you haste him. At that point, uh-huh. your opponent has to have an answer. And uh-huh. a lot of times, a lot of colors, if they want to kill him instantly, are going to have to do it very inefficiently um, mm-hmm. on turn one. Yep. Uh, red cards probably and- probably have the best answers to him. Yep. Uh, there are a few, and they've even printed a few in this set that we haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like, I feel like they're going to probably spend probably around four CP, which is what you just spent to kill him, if they kill him at all. And if they don't, yep. If they don't kill him, you're going to go back to four cards in hand. The next mm-hmm. turn, you're going to draw to six, and it doesn't matter what forward they play. They again have to deal with him before he hits them again.
0: Yep. Um. I think he is an insane turn one play. And uh, I, I also wasn't even thinking, uh, you know, with water fire, you can slam him down off of uh, off of an Aegis if need be. Granted, you you're, you're, you're talking. No, he costs two. You can play yeah, him. Yeah, off yeah. As I also
1: said, you can. You can. So if you have oh, like. I said you can, yeah. No, you can. So if you have like Godot, right, and you play Aegis into this guy, you can then haste this guy, and he's a 5K as well. Um, not that the three K to five K is gonna make that much different. It lets him survive Valifor, I guess. Uh, yeah, But
0: but still, that turn one with a sage is you know, and you you know me, a turn one forward with sage is music to my ears. I think I, he might I agree be. You. I think he just gets out of
1: control. I think he might be the best sage target you could play on turn one. That I might oh, go that, with I that. I might 100%. go that far, just because like yeah. he gives. He also, if you play him with red cards, he gives them something they can't really innately do right now, which is card advantage, right?
0: Yeah, and they, and they refill the grip. They yeah. literally refill the grip. And then
1: they're just going to shove two CPs down your throat, right? I feel like some kind of water fire with two CPs, maybe. I don't know what other two CPs they're going to run. Obviously, in that deck, you're probably not playing Lena. And I do think he's a very good Lena target. But again, uh-huh. if you're playing him off of Lena, you're going to play him later in the game where he's easier to deal with, in my opinion. Where, yeah, I think like, if,
0: you're pl- if you're playing him in water fire, you're probably playing him off of a Goodell. Oh, yeah. Not Goodell, Aegis. Aegis, or are
1: you just playing him turn one? however any cool. in any deck that he's in you can literally play him turn one and pass with no backup and they again yeah. have to deal with him or you're gonna draw to six because they can't play a forward just to respond to him at that point they have to yep. kill it um and again yep. on, dr- yeah on turn one they're probably in it's gonna be inefficient for them or you're gonna draw four cards next turn
0: yeah exactly as we'll say you go turn one pass if you don't have the sage you attack next turn where you draw to six you attack you can't be blocked then you draw to eight yep and then you're just like well I have a lot of stuff to do here.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, the, I
0: think the card is really, really good. And I just, I can't wait to see what happens with him. Um, it just kind of holds true. All the Zidanes are just all really, really good.
1: And I know that people are also saying like, well, you know, like at first, at first I was one of those people too. I was like, oh, well, you just sneeze on him and he dies, right? But the thing is like, he only costs two. So like, yeah. even if you sneeze on him with something that costs two and he dies, we're, we broke even with each other.
0: Yeah, and if your opponent is wasting a Valifor on that guy, okay. exactly.
1: Or or if they I, Odin hit or something, you came out ahead. Yeah, you know, like uh,
0: I think the only summon that does that may feel bad for you as the Zidane player. But again, at the worst, at the worst, you're breaking even. Is the two CP Ifrit that does like six k to something.
1: I think the best, most efficient way to kill this actually is backup VV uh, because you yeah. develop a backup and you kill him. So you're so the player that played the VV actually is coming out ahead. Yeah, but most yeah. other every almost every other situation I can think of, they're pitching cards from hand to deal with to deal with this guy, and probably yep. playing something they don't want to play that early. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yep. just my thought process on him. Even though he's only a three K, I think he's nuts. And then on top of that, like his S can be very relevant too. Oh yeah. Um, and it doesn't Especially require title. him to dole. Yeah. Oh, in title it's gonna be probably insane. Mhm. But yeah I'll, yeah, I'll stop gushing over that dude a little bit. I'm definitely looking at playing him and multitudes of decks I think because yeah, I, I think he's good I, I think, think he's, he's really a good, good card uh next up is another cool card that I actually really liked uh it's a 2 cp water monster it's a whale zombie another nine yeah. card uh I think it's be a, really, a really good title card um when <coughs> whale zombie enters the field draw a card uh put it into the break zone look at the top two cards of your deck put these to the top or bottom in any order
0: Dude, the fact that you can, like, stack those, you can play it, stack the ability, break it, scry two, draw a card, seems really good. Yeah, seems you basically really, get to, really good. Yeah,
1: you basically get to pick what you draw. You have your option of two cards or a mystery third card. Uh, yeah. That's kind of where it is. Uh, it's very recurrable with Gal, if you really want to go that route. Uh, with Mira, uh-huh. this costs one, which seems kind of nuts. Um, uh-huh. I, I think it's really good in the right deck. I, I think you just have to have things that you really want to draw. Like, I mean, because you're probably playing this, like, and Porum but you're not getting the body that's attached with Purim or the ability as well. Like, this is literally just a draw spell. That's what this is. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I like it.
0: Yeah, I like it too. I think it's solid. I think it's absolutely solid. Uh,
1: Then next we had a fire standard unit. It's a Samurai, 3CP, 7K. If you've received three points of damage or more, it has Brave. If you've received five points of damage or more, it gains 1,000 power.
0: I mean, it's fine. It's uh just like a lot of the other samurais that they've done. It seems yeah. just right on theme. I, I I feel like this is like one of those filler like limited bodies where you're like sure. ah, I'm in fire. I'll take
1: that. Yeah, I think in limited it's good. Uh, in standard, I think it's oh, terrible. What what,
0: what, what category? What category is it?
1: 14. I think all the standard. Oh, units are I going. wish it
0: was 11. Oh, I wish it was 11.
1: Yeah. I, well, you have it's Ayame cut, in 11. Okay. So like Ayame is this card but better. Ayame yeah, well, at five points um gains 3,000 power, so she becomes a 10k.
0: And I wanted it more so for 11 because of Volker.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, Ayame, for me, Ayame is a better version of this card. Yeah, I agree with that. And she's the same cost, cool. same power, and I think her ability is better. Um, but uh, in Limited, I think this card is fine.
0: Yeah, no, for sure.
1: Uh, then uh, another spoiler, for this from JFB. I really like this card too. Uh, Jani or Jene, if you want to call oh, him. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jene. But uh, he's a 4CP Lightning Forward, uh, 4,000 power, so he's under curve, obviously. FF Legends uh back mm-hmm. attack first strike and when he enters the field deal 4k to something
0: Well, uh, you know i'm a sucker for cards with back attack um i think the card's good i think it's a very lightning type of card
1: i think this is the first legit back attack card we've seen like legit yeah. legit like i think scar maglion was cute and i've played him a few times and he's worked and, he, yeah. and he's cool. done fun things uh, but this
0: guy does something when he comes yeah, in. Like I he, think he is affecting the board state when he comes in. Well, he's gonna kill an
1: 8k. So if you play yeah. him, unless they have or some way to prevent damage, he's gonna uh-huh. kill, he's gonna you're gonna pay for CP essentially to kill an 8k, uh-huh. leave a body behind that also has first strike that stacks well with your other damage dealing effects that you're gonna have later on. I think he's really oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then again, I you agree. can play him for pseudo haste at the end of your opponent's turn if you wanted to go that route. Uh, uh-huh. He's FF legend, so he combos well with like Diana.
0: Yeah. Uh, so when he dies, you can just put him right back into your hand, and like said, you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, when you get him back with Diana, you put it's in your hand. So now your opponent has to play around that.
1: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And even if yeah. I have, yeah, like I, they also have to. I could just play him at regular speed too, right? Or, yeah. or during the combat phase, like summon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he's pretty nuts. Actually, I think he's really good uh, and an yep. insane limited card.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, Gen A is getting the job done.
1: Um, then next up was the first of two dragoons actually that we saw. Uh, this one's from uh, Metapotion. Uh, it's of category fourteen, four CP, eight K. If you have three or more job dragoons uh, or card named dragoon, this dragoon gains haste and first strike.
0: Um, I think the card's fine. Uh, it makes you really wish there were like backup dragoons. Yeah. Or, but but I, I think the card's fine. I, I I just don't know if you're playing like a dedicated dragoon deck i don't know if this guy is in it
1: i don't i don't think he makes the cut i really don't no. i think there's enough yeah. ways to get the other two things to pay less yeah. than four cp uh yeah. again if there were backups i think there would be more merit to him
0: yeah i agree but, now the other dragoon 100 makes the
1: cut yeah so that's actually next so uh it's a uh-huh. three cp dragoon obviously 7k category tactics advance um, mm-hmm. The cost required to play Dragoon into the field is reduced by one for each Job Dragoon or card name Dragoon you control. It cannot become zero. So uh,
0: the reason I like this guy is you can play the two the two drop Dragoon that gets buffed for other Dragoons. Play two of those and this guy for five CP. You have put three huge bodies on the board.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. Uh, yeah. And and again, they're probably going to be bigger than their printed power. And if you have Kane, they're oh, going to yeah. they're all going to be like fucking like twelve KS or something.
0: Yeah, and then if you've got Barbara out, they're all going to have haste, and you know if you've got if you've got the the water warrior of light out, they're all going to be bigger, and they're all going to have first strike. So it's like, you know, I, I think these cards just really uh, they're they this this card just keeps pushing dragoons as like a really nice budget tribal build that I, that I feel like every, they print a card that keeps making them better, but they keep I feel like they're just they're missing
1: something. Well, I feel like they keep printing the same stuff, right? Like it's just like oh well, here's a dude. They cost two or three or one, and they're a Dragoon, and they're going to get bigger. And, like, that's yeah. their whole thing is that they're just going to get big, but they don't do anything else. That's mm-hmm. Like, Barbara was the first card where it's like, oh, she does other things. Like, she can buff Dragoons, yep. and she gives them all haste. They need more cards like that. Uh, yep. Or a backup that just does something good for them. Something that yeah. lets them develop a resource, and it gains them a reason to play more Dragoons.
0: Yep. I agree with that 100. Maybe that maybe that'll come down the stretch. Maybe we'll, that we will eventually get a backup dragon.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, we'll and see. The, yeah. And then the next uh, oh. spoiler was a two CP Yuffie forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a five K category seven job ninja. Uh, if you have three or more category seven characters other than Yuffie, she has plus two thousand power and haste. And when she attacks, deal a thousand power to all four or thousand damage. Sorry, not thousand power to all forwards opponent controls
0: i like the card um she she definitely is rivals with old oscar p grouch or whatever his name is
1: sure but i don't think you're gonna run to the card in a <laughs> no lot.
0: never oh. i think this card is really solid i think this card is really really solid
1: yeah i think even in like a wind deck right you could probably play Earth and maybe something else with this now you're swinging yeah. for 7k haste and then she combos well with like barbarisha in that instance um oh, yeah. i think in wind ice you could play this off Shulk that's basically mm-hmm. if you have any backup that's category seven again you just played a 3CP a 2CP 12k worth of power on the board and one of them has haste uh, and yep. you made them discard a card that seems okay um yep. I, and again in title she's probably always gonna be a 7K with haste so the issue oh, with, 100%. yeah the issue is is if you're we're building this in a seven deck um is she gonna be better than the free Yuffie offense like i Mm -hmm. i I need to like hold judgment for that but i think on her own she's she's pretty decent yeah
0: i agree with that i think it's a solid card uh
1: then next up oh hold up next up we had selkie that was a weird one uh this was grand J spoiler uh it's a standard unit but i don't yeah yeah i I, i'm not familiar with crystal chronicles like talking about so maybe it's like kind of just a generic unit in that game Mm -hmm. um when it's put from the field to the break zone, your opponent puts the top two cards of his or her deck into the break zone. If both cards are of the same type, draw a card. Oh,
0: they definitely want to make Mill a thing. Um, I think it's a good support card if you're trying to play some kind of like dedicated Mill deck. But otherwise, I feel like Riku just kind of dominates this spot for a card that's just dedicated Mill.
1: Yeah, so the thing about Riku, and I try to explain this to other people as well, is uh, mm-hmm. she's kind of like gives you a secondary win condition as well yeah. as just having her name, which is relevant. Uh, other than that, like or, or like being able to interrupt Fasoyas and things like that uh, when people yep. are trying to manipulate the top of their deck. Other than that, like you're really not milling people out in this game, and it's mm-hmm. really hard to do that even though we draw two cards a turn. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there are decks that are easier to mill out if they're playing like Layla Viking with a lot of recursion, or even Wind Water can draw a ton of cards. But yep. even then, a lot of times, if you try to mill them out, they're probably just going to kill you before you get yep. to that point. Uh, so it's really hard, and I, I just don't see, at least right now, that there's enough to make some kind of dedicated mill deck, but more power to you if you want to try. Yeah, um, I agree. But I I don't even know if she makes the cut, to be honest. She's no, a slow, she's she a slow mill. So yeah. uh, Next up, we got Rain, uh, the mm-hmm. fire one that we had seen art for previously. He's a 3 CP 7K job knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he enters the field or attacks, choose a forward. If you pay one fire, uh, deal it 3,000 damage.
0: I think the card's good. Um, obviously he kind of mirrors Laswell. Yep. Um, so between him and Laswell, you know, they're putting 4k onto something when they both attack. So like it's where you can attack with one, attack with the other. That's potentially 4k on something and something has been dull and frozen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you could play those two main one, or, you know, you know, you can attack with them, uh, put 4k on something, dull it and dull and freeze it. And then main, then main two Sid reigns, kill it and, you know, Whatever, like I think you've got a lot of you got a lot of options there. I think I think he's good, and the fact that he's a knight is really relevant too.
1: Yeah, I think he's also good. Uh, yeah, maybe the fact that he's a knight, maybe Garland might see some light a day. Uh, yeah. He also cobbles well with Dark Lord. I'll point that out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not terrible, um, uh, but I, I still don't know if I like removing ten cards from game. Maybe, maybe if you do get to that point where, like, where Kageyama said, where it's like their cards you're not going to see anyways, you're going to win before uh-huh. then. But like yep. once you play that second Dark Lord or he gets bounced, it's gonna feel real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but I think he's solid. I think he stands on his own really. Um he can't yeah, bad you...
0: just a rare too. I think he's what he's just a rare. Something like he that. He is just he's a rare. A...
1: Yeah. Uh he he deals with Layla or Viking like kind of by himself just for the cost of one C P, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um assuming they don't have bu- or assuming Layla doesn't have buffs. Uh yeah. may- maybe if you're playing this with like a Roha, you're pinging for four K that, that becomes more relevant as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Maybe you're playing Aroha and Palom and you're pinging for 5k. Maybe you're playing Uh Sage in that deck and then you're pinging for 7k. I don't know. But, like, you Uh can do a lot of things uh, that are pretty cool. And I think he's a solid card. Yeah, I think he's a solid card. Uh, Then the next card was, uh, I feel like a lot of people flipped over this too. So it's uh, Melt Melt to Gemini. I don't know how to say the name. It's a boss from 9. It's like Zorn and Thorn when they combine. Uh, So it's a monster, 2cp. Cat9, obviously. Uh, The power of forwards cannot be increased by summons or abilities.
0: Um, Well, first of all, I'm going to say this thing is a ball-buster title. Uh, 12, just I feel like now it's an auto-loss against that. Until until 12 has a way to deal with monsters, I think they just straight-up lose to that card. I think it's neat. um, It's a matter of what decks are going to cut stuff to play it. Um, obviously, there are some decks that suffer from that, like decks that rely heavily on anthems, like standard units. Uh, carbuncle decks uh, really get left down in the cold. But what's, um, but the thing is, those decks have answers for it. Uh, if you're playing a carbuncle deck, all of a sudden now they're just jamming a couple psycom enforcers in there, and they, you just don't worry about the card anymore. Um, you know, if you're playing Wind Water standard units, you can slap Nash in there. You don't have to worry about
1: uh, Nash it is only one, right? Or no, my bad. No, it, no, no, yeah, yeah. Nash right. gets two or less. For, the forward, forward is one or less. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So the, you've got options. Um, do I think the card is very? I think the card is very, very interesting, and I think it's a, it's a card that you have to think about now. Yep. Like I, I, I it's, I don't really know what to say because now like a lot, all of your buffs are gone. All, like, all of your combat tricks could be gone. Um, especially if you, you know, you go to a tournament and they, like, Monster Hate is something that you have to carry in every deck. I don't know if you have to go as extreme as, like, Sin, but I feel like you if you're playing Lightning, you better be on three Ramus. If you're playing Earth, you better have at least one Psychom Enforcer in there. Um, if you're on Wind, you better have at least one or two copies of Nash in the deck. Um,
1: yeah, I think it I really just depends on how much your deck cares about boosting right yes Um, absolutely like earth wind for example i don't think they care uh Uh, wind water doesn't either you play this this is probably hurting you more than it hurts them unless like you probably built your deck in a way where this doesn't hurt you though which is interesting and i think that's cool uh yeah for title i think it's very interesting because in title (sighs) um making your dudes bigger is a big deal and that's like how you generally will win And being Uh, able to shut off things like a lot of things 12 want to do with, like, their Ondor and Fran, uh, or Ida. Iida gets gets hit the worst. Ida becomes a 2CP 2K that does nothing else. Um, Yep. And then, yeah, I mean, it shuts off backups. Uh, It even shuts off, like, summons, like, Belias if you're trying to get the the 1K to get over. Um, So it does a lot in title. It does some cool stuff. And there are some decks that do get kind of boned from this, but... It's going to force those decks to run monster removal. Like, I think the Monofire Wall deck will have a will have trouble with this because they rely on a lot of boosting to get over, a lot of, like, b- buffs with their Warriors of Light. So my, maybe they're going to be forced to run Zell, which kind of sucks and does weaken the deck a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but, like, yeah, like, Earthwind or any type of Earth variant is just going to jam Psycoms and not care. Um, yeah, and
0: like, okay. and like the Carbuncle deck is fine because it's a 7k, which still keeps it at that sweet spot, so you actually don't mind playing that guy. You don't want to, but if this is going to be something that could, it's going to be out there, oh, yeah. you, you kind of have
1: to. You have to play around it because it's a thing. I mean, it, yep. I don't think it's a bad card, I just think that it... There's a lot of things uh-huh. that deal with it in standard, and Ramu, an itty lightning deck, is typically a three oh, yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. it just dies to that. So, you have to be, you also have to be careful. Like, if you have this out and people are swinging at you, you got to think of, like, okay, can they kill this and then buff their uh-huh. dude or, or whatever, uh-huh. like that. So, it, it kind of goes both ways. And, and when you're running this, you can't run buffs. So, like, for example, people are like, oh, I'll run it in a monster deck. Okay, cool. So, uh-huh. your gal's just going to be 6K the entire time? You're going to yep, play a hey, 5CP you- 6K?
0: exactly like, feels real bad yeah so
1: i mean gal's a big part of those even the three colored two colored variants got gal's a big part of those and gal just sitting at 6k hurts and
0: yeah unless you're playing a variant like sam has where you really like zagnol and big w are your primary yeah. beaters, and even then he runs just,
1: gal right i think he runs gal uh,
0: yeah he runs gal to like recycle like pot cats and all the two cp yeah. stuff that he brings with kafka but even still like gal just being a big body you want him there
1: yeah, and so I it, it, for me it hurts gal enough to like I I don't know. Like it's interesting yep. though. It is an interesting card. Uh it mm-hmm. does it does a lot of interesting things. Uh it yeah. does it does say increase only. So you can still decrease power with like uh Bismarck's and things mm-hmm. like that. But you just can't yep. increase the power. Mm-hmm. Uh so like and I I mean, maybe this is really good against Ash, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even think yeah, about yeah, that just now.
0: Ash can't do anything. Her card is pretty much blank at this point. Except yeah, you, she's you just keep ready, targeting
1: her. yourself. Yeah, you just keep targeting here, yeah. and you don't care. Um, yep. So that's interesting. I, I I think it's a really interesting card. It's a card you're going to have to think about when you're building your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely something you're going to have to play to and expect if people start playing it. But again, another thing I just want to touch on before we get off this card is it's not multi-unit. Uh, so you can only uh-huh. have one out. And also, I don't really see anybody playing more than two of this in their deck, really, so...
0: And I agree, and it goes back to, you know, in, in waterless
1: like that, what are you cutting to put it in there? Yep. Uh, next up is Luminous Puma. It's a 5 CP monster, category 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it enters the field, choose a forward in your break zone, add it to your hand. Put it in the mm-hmm. break zone, choose a forward or back up in your break zone, add it to your hand.
0: Uh, I When I saw this one, I just kind of looked over it. I wish it didn't cost five.
1: Yeah, it's really expensive. I think that's the thing, is uh, is cost. It does, its effect is good. But it costs as high. I guess
0: technically, technically it costs three if you're getting a card back in your hand.
1: Well, and and then you you, can break it. You can also break it. So technically it costs one, but it's like after the fact.
0: Yeah, because can't you tap it? Like you can tap three, pitch a forward, play it, get the forward back. Kind of like how you do with minor where you... It's play, you know, you pitch two cards, and one of them's a backup. You play minor, you get the backup sure, the backup.
1: but the difference is minor is a resource that you gain by playing a backup. Yeah, this yeah. does nothing; it just sits there. It, yeah, it's the same with Minfilia, right? See. Minfilia gets the same amount of cards back, but she's also developing yep. a backup. This is not developing anything unless yep. you're trying to up your monster count. But you're breaking it, so you're really not doing that. I, I just yep. I don't see it f- making up a slot. I mean, it's more yeah. recursion, which is cool. But um, it's just, yeah, it's too expensive for me, I think.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like a limited recursion spell. In me. Oh, and
1: limited. I think this thing's probably pretty good because now you can get back your big target guys that you pitched or, yep. you know, died early game. Let's,
0: yeah, it lets you get Arden back if somehow they found a way to get him out of your hand or you had to discard
1: him to something, whatever. Yeah, so, eh, it's decent, I think. But it's, Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. All right, all right, so nothing, we're, nothing we're, we're getting to the, the finish line a little bit. There's a couple more left, and then we could actually talk. I know we are already like an hour in. Uh, oh, but it's, fine. it's a so we got the a, a lightning legendary the second one, uh, it's mm-hmm. a five CP forward it's a four K power, so Oof. very undercurve, uh, Sakura, brave XPS so we've seen this art actually, um, mm-hmm. when she enters the field she's an active forward opponent controls deal at eight thousand damage, mm-hmm. uh, dull five active lightning backups choose a forward break it.
0: So here's the question: Does this um does this kind of go the same route? Uh, well, I, I think. Given like the comparison, I think it's better than uh, Palom. Mm-hmm. the Opus Five Legendary, yeah. But I again, that. it's but again, it's like yeah, you're probably killing something on the turn it comes in. But it kind of goes back to the same stuff we were talking about with uh, you know with Noel in the Change My Mind video. Earth not Earth lightning just has so many better big drops that I don't know. If, I mean, maybe you could get away with this as like a one of but i don't know because i feel like it's gonna come into play it's gonna kill something most likely but then it's probably just gonna die before you can really use it second effect
1: yeah i, I think it, it might warrant a one of i'm not a huge fan of it um but maybe mm-hmm. as a one of like you could hard cast it three cards mm-hmm. four cards in hand pitch three play this and then dull your five backups to kill two things yeah. um but it, but at that point like play righted
0: i think yeah yeah, because you're breaking something and removing
1: something. Yeah, Ryden. Ryden's a lot harder to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but eh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but I do think
0: actually Ryden's cheaper. Ryden is that.
1: cheaper. Yeah, because that's eleven CP minimum. What I yeah. just said instead of nine. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess the uh, the ideal is right. You play her and she lives. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing things because the thing about Palom is he doesn't really. His like other effect mm-hmm. that like lasts the turn after he comes out is not good. It's like pay yeah. two or three to deal something like a thousand or something like that. That's bad. Yeah. Um, and this is
0: reusable, which is yeah. nice.
1: At least like killing something is a big deal, even at the cost of dulling five backups. That's cheaper than an Odin. So like,
0: mm-hmm. and on the plus side too, when you have a body like this, always remember there's a card called Zemus that exists. Sure, I mean so it's, a, even it's an if expensive. It dies, yeah, it's an expensive it
1: Here, here's my thing though. Uh, the the one defense I think f- positive for it as far as its low body. Mm-hmm. If your opponent is spending removal on this, it's less removal they're spending on Estinian and stuff like that. Correct. Correct. So maybe, maybe and, you're running and
0: Zemus in that regard.
1: Correct. So maybe you're running this in an extension with those, and I, but well, I, I just I don't know if I'm running more than one though. That's the yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's a one of
1: fun of Yeah, but it's interesting. All right, mm-hmm. uh, next was a new Titan summon category eleven. Uh, mm-hmm. So one CP ex burst uh yeah choose a forward tell him to turn it gets a thousand power for each earth backup you control eh,
0: it's fine i don't i don't think i don't really think it's going to do much um it's kind of like golem but worse but and right now earth summons are pretty tight yeah and you're, you're probably not playing this to buff your guys because ideally your guys are going to be bigger anyway and if you're playing a deck where you want your guys to be bigger in earth cards you're probably just playing some kind of carbuncle deck
1: I agree. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's worth a slot. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's worth a slot in your deck. No, uh, and then our last spoiler for the day up until now. Not there can't be too many left. Uh, is a two CP summoner to lightning backup category fourteen. Uh-huh. Uh, when it enters the field, choose one lightning forward until end of turn against haste and first strike.
0: Yeah, no, I I think it's fine. It's like sage, but different. Um, I don't know if this is worth running like red mage over, mm-hmm. or you know, lightning runs red mage. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, maybe it's fine and limited if you've got, like, you know, if you're, if the stars align and you're able to, you know, play good lightning cards. I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay. It's 2 CP backup, so it's, it's never bad. It's like a more limited Sage, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree That's with that. That's the way I see it, but it's, a, it, you know, it's purple instead of red. huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's okay. I'm, I can't really say too much more about it.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. Now you did you did say that was the last one. You actually forgot one. There was a great spoiler that was spoiled by the RV returners oh, hey, uh, right. those I, guys.
1: I forgot. I was looking through just like pictures that were posted. and I forgot our own spoiler. That's pretty sad.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I mean, well, we we made the video on it. It's a two CP uh, fire backup. It's Edgar, and you know, he's ca- uh, category six job king. He is the tap him. Give a category six forward plus a thousand. Um, Obviously, I think these cards are great for the categories they come in. I think this Edgar's really good for title. Um, obviously, you can hear us talk more about this on our video for it, so check that out. But otherwise, I think, it's a, I think it's a fine card.
1: Yep. Yeah. I guess I think just check the video out if you want to see more opinions. But I think it's okay too.
0: Yep. So that's all the spoilers, and that's uh, we might get one or two this week. But pre-releases this weekend coming up.
1: Yeah. Full set release is coming soon for sure.
0: Yeah, so I'll be willing to bet we see this full set released on Friday. Yeah. I... Maybe maybe someone gets loose and pulls it out Thursday, but at least Friday we'll be seeing the rest of the cards. Yep. So I'm really excited. Um, now, unfortunately, I am going to miss pre-release this weekend because I've got family obligations, but <clears throat> I know Daniel's setting a kit aside for me, and I'll probably get the starter decks as well. So uh, I'll be getting my stuff. I just won't be able to play with everybody, which sucks, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. And I guess that kind of so, brings us to our main topic a little bit. I know we wanted to talk pretty deep, but we're already, like, an hour in, so we might have to, like, speed it up a tad. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I guess we just wanted to, like, say kind of goodbye to Opus 7, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's I thought it was a fine meta. And what better way to say goodbye to the meta than, A, by watching two fantastic tournaments this weekend, three technically, or, and talking about what we thought the most impactful card of each element was in this meta
1: yeah so, so the, i mean this is obviously objective it's like our opinion um there's yeah. obviously other cards that are really good but in these aren't necessarily like the best cards in the element but for me i think a lot of them are um and we
0: both we both made sure we picked a different one because there, there was clearly more than one for each element. with there, there are two exceptions, and obviously when we talk about those, we'll talk about those. But for the most part, every element had multiple cards yeah. that were super impactful. And, I mean, I think we should just dive right in, you know. Um, do we want to start with Fire, Adam?
1: Yeah, I think we should go in order. Fire yeah, first. Yeah, go ahead,
0: man. Yeah, you go first.
1: Uh, so for me, it's the Heroic Phoenix, I think. Uh, I got uh-huh. a huge boost this set with uh, Starter Warrior of Light and Furion, uh, yeah. as well as just, like, the Warrior of Light tribal, like, in mono as, like, a theme. Uh-huh uh it lets you it plays really nice with like godot which is probably up there for me as well as like one of the more impactful fire cards right now um mm-hmm. yeah i mean phoenix just does a ton of stuff and the fact that now you have warrior of light starter to, as a mm-hmm. phoenix target lets you just do some nutty things in combat um
0: yeah and that's actually a perfect segue we'll just kind of build these two together because mine was the starter warrior of light i thought i thought that card was bonkers from the moment i saw it the fact that the fact that it is a Phoenix target, like you said, and it just creates, like, like if you're playing red cards and you go to combat with the little dudes, like, your opponent immediately has to look through your break zone and, like, they, they if it's there, they have to assume a Phoenix is coming. So either, A, they're going to eat the damage or, they've, or they're going to lose their board.
1: Yep. And like, can, the card's insane. Yeah, and you can, going back to Phoenix a little bit, you can even do things like uh, attack with a soul or whatever to trade. Mm-hmm. Phoenix back in another soul, attack again. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's insane. Yeah, it can do a lot um, of other it, things,
0: and it really saw uh, to touch on Phoenix. Real quick, one of the best things that you know this last set, this last set or last meta that came out was that uh the Earth Fire Lawn Warrior Light deck that won that Japanese tournament, using that to the Cryl special like to get cryals back, uh, and then you know because of again the four drop cryo from Opus seven was a Warrior of Light, being able to Cryl special off of a Phoenix was just huge, just absolutely huge.
1: Yeah yeah for sure uh, and then i guess going to the next one is ice uh for me it was i picked devout uh yeah. but i think there's a lot of answers here and i actually think this is one of the harder ones to pick uh the reason yeah, i picked I devout heard. is just because uh my second pick probably would have been Renoa, and yeah. Renoa is a devout target but devout also can grab other things like genesis like Cellus. Uh-huh. um it just lets you recur so much stuff uh it's a backup i think you're seeing at least two of now and pretty much any mono ice or any ice list at all um, so for me, it was the most important, but I think there's a lot of right answers here. To be honest,
0: yeah. And mine was uh, the seven CP Sephiroth. Um, that card just became such a ballbuster against certain strategies, just because you could drop that thing as early as like turn one or turn two and strip your opponent's hand. It was like it was like a more expensive turbo discard, but the fact that this guy did stuff after he stripped your hand was huge. Um, yeah, and the fact I, that he has I, a
1: special too.
0: Yeah, that that's like cheap. Yeah, the card's really good. I th- I thought Sephiroth was a very impactful card. Um, obviously, he was you know, a big splash in Ice Earth because you could search him in that archetype. Uh, being at the top of the curve in Mono Ice is also huge as well. Like I just I just thought he really defined what like top-end Ice was trying to do in this, in this meadow.
1: Yep, for sure. Uh, then, you know, to move on, I guess, to uh, win the green color. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, not much more to be said than I haven't already said. For me, it's Diabolos, uh I think it's the best summon in the game. Uh, I think Valifor is probably a close second, which is also in the same element.
0: And and that'll segue because my pick was Valifor. Like, we literally have the best two summons in the game that, uh, again, go back and watch Robert Phillips play the deck today or over the weekend. Man, just Diabolus and Valafor in conjunction with each other are just unfair. And it's so unfair. And, like, it costs you just the two cards out of your hand.
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, maybe a close third, I'll just, like, honor mention as Y'shtola. I think those are oh, the three, probably one of the three more busted cards in the game in general. Those three cards. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they just do too much for what they cost, really. And Valafor gains you CP, essentially, so... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It, it, I just, I, I think Diabolos probably has to be the most played card in this meta, like sen- like, yeah. in this meta in general across ter- yep. any tournament. balls has I, to be the I most played card. I agree
0: with that
1: 100%. Um, yeah, so then I guess next is Earth. Uh, for me, I kind of copped out. I chose Dottaluma. Nothing really mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, I think he's still just a really strong card. I think Earthwind is still like the uh, primary Earth deck of choice as far as meta's mm-hmm. concerned. Um, and he's the key piece there, so that's kind of why I went with it. Not yep. much more to really be said. I mean, he's still really good.
0: Yep, and I uh, for Earth, I chose Minthilia. Just because a recursion was pretty important in the set, just because of all the just insane removal that's going around, but also the fact that it dealt with what I would even say is the most defining card of the meta, and that's to me, that's Yuri. Um, the fact that it gave you kind of a back end answer to it, and then you could recur it with minor to get multiple uses out of it without having to sacrifice your other removal to it. Um, I think Minfila just became a, it became, I feel like, a, at least a one of. Mm-hmm. In almost every Earth and Earth X deck. Like, I feel like if you're playing that element, Minfilia was just an instant one-of in your backup line. Yeah, so. for sure.
1: Yeah, she's a really solid card. Mm-hmm. Um, For Lightning, again, I copped out again. I just picked Alula. I feel like she still defines it for me. I think yeah. there's a few other things, uh, as well as like the other card that you picked, I think is a fair mm-hmm. choice as well. But I think Alula is just the most powerful thing Lightning can do right now. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't really see that changing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But maybe I could be proven wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that you're just kind of the most defining forward for Lightning. The card I picked um, was Sid Previa. And I think that just changed the way Mono Lightning played their backups. Because it used to just be like, uh, you know, two-drop, maybe like the one-drop summoners. But now it's like you're looking for a turn one or turn two Sid Previa into a search backup or into a Lulu. So you're just recouping all that value again, and then you're ramping that much faster. Um, and you're getting, you're thinning your deck in the process. I just think Sid Previa became such a huge part of the way Mono Lightning builds up. And it's just part of deck construction, too. Because you'd play that and get, you know, Sid of Clan Gully or King of Bermesia or Bramus. You know, just being able to Sid Previa into your searcher of choice to just react to the situation or to do to Duke Goltana to get the 1CP Ramza, which was, was the one I almost picked because I think that card was insane in mono-lightning decks this time around, but I think Sid Previa is the card that allows you to kind of create these toolbox situations.
1: Yeah, Uh and then I guess we can continue on to like the last main element, which is water, and again, I guess maybe this is a little bit of a cop-out again. I picked Una R. I I think she might be, again, one of the better cards in the game. Like For me, after those three uh-huh. green cards, I might put this card, um, yeah she just gives water access to something no other element even has anything close to which is like some like cost reduction on summons just as a backup uh even yeah. though it's only water uh, also the fact that her name is una and it lets you do things with valve uh is a big yep. deal as well um yeah i think she just grows and she costs two so
0: yeah there's a reason wind water kind of builds itself you know what i mean yeah um but the card i picked i think was all was a super super impactful card for water because it gave it gave them an answer to things that they didn't previously have. And to me that's Halakarnassen. Um this card being able to blank things, like specifically a card like Yestola, where outside of like bouncing it and reducing it with like a wide board and a cloud of darkness, not really many answers for it. So being able to and also like Dotaluma, if you're not playing Minwu, which a lot of those decks weren't. Um, you know, being able to play this blank your opponent's board, then start going to town with Fasoya and things, um, just really, and also in the mirror match, too, like when you could, you know, play Halakarnassus, blank your opponent's forward knight. So now you're like, oh, that's just a 3K. Well, I guess I'll swing with, you know, Caught of Darkness and kill it, or I'll just Kukul it or something. You know, like Halakarnassus really just filled a lot of holes that I think Water decks had.
1: Yeah, or blank your opponent's so. Viking, too. Yeah, Viking. that's huge. That is so
0: huge. Because yeah. that happened to Hunter at Worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a ball buster. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then the last two are light and dark. I think we probably have the same ones. Um, you might have a yeah. different one for dark, I'm not sure. But uh Yuri and Yaudis for me. Yeah, not not even close. It's not even close. Um yeah, I think Yuri brought something to light that it kinda desperately needed, to be honest. Like I not not if that I'm necessarily a fan with everything that it's done. But like mm-hmm. it light cards we're just not seeing that much play outside of like the occasional like light Zane oh. here, which wasn't like you were still probably would rather play Camelot or like Maybe a legendary Terra, but like even then, like, eh. Um, yeah. Maybe a Warrior I, of light, but. Yeah. This was like uh, the first one for me that's just like blew it wide open, I think.
0: No, I agree with that. And um, I think if we had to pick one card that I think defined the meta, it was 1000% Yuri. Like, I don't even think there's a close second. I think. It for doesn't me, look at like.
1: Yeah. For me, I'd probably put Diabolos, and I would probably. Probably put Yuda over it as well because I think those two cards let the deck function more so than Yuri. I think Yuri just gave them more sh- stuff that they shouldn't have. Um,
0: well, I, I think Yuri gave them the closing power because otherwise you're playing just a bunch of seven Ks that really yeah. can't get over. You're just a bunch Diabolas of free stuff. Yeah,
1: you're just playing a bunch of free stuff. Yeah, um,
0: and and also Yuri made Mono Wind an actual deck.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah,
0: the whole Crystal Chronicles package, but like the fact that the fact that Yuri gave abilities to elements that should not have them giving a deck with free stuff and all these activations the ability to like dull and freeze things
1: mm-hmm.
0: just to like because I, 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 i'd be willing to bet that the dull and freeze was probably yuri's most used mode if, if there was like a, if you could like find a graph or a chart that talked about yuri's most used mode it's probably dull and freeze. oh sure because it and gives access did, yeah
1: those those elements have no business having that
0: Exactly, and Yuri brought that there, so that's why to me it was the most it, and it allowed these other cards to like really have a payoff.
1: Yeah, and then for so, me, I don't think I think Galus is just a card that shouldn't exist. Honestly, like oh, I agree. I don't know why they don't. printed that card. Um, it's just really, really hard to deal with. Uh, it has limited answers. It's above curve, and everything that it does on the way out is relevant. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's just a card you hate to see when it hits the opponent side of the board because. Even though they don't get immediate value out of it, it's really awkward to deal with.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you can phoenix it back into play just seems really dumb to me. Like yep. a big phoenix, but that card's really good. I
1: mean, but, the, yeah, both of these cards. Like one last thing I'll say: both of these cards, you could tell they were so good because they're people are running multiple copies of like these light and dark cards in their decks. Before it's like, yeah, one Cam, one Chaos, maybe one Emperor, right? And now it's yeah. like, oh, I'm running two Gaudas, so oh, I'm running three Yuri. Oh. You know, and, yeah. and they have searchers in some of these decks that they're reiterating. And they're still really oh, yeah. that many. You know, it's like, that's how good they are.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And so, like, I, th- I think overall, like, I think Opus 7 was actually a really, really solid time. Um, for a deck that had a really defined meta, you went to tournaments that didn't play a lot of these decks. Um, but still, like, I, I just I just think there were, I think, you know, these, these pieces that put, like, Wind Earth, Wind Water... I think just straight became just just absolute ass beater decks because of these cards that came out. Uh, I think mono fire finally had its time to shine in the meta for a good while. Um, so I don't know. Like I think Opus Seven was a lot of fun. I think I think the set overall was really really good and brought a lot of really neat things and and even you know even. Crystal Chronicles the whole Crystal Chronicles package in general made multiple decks viable like you could play wind earth Crystal Chronicles mono wind Crystal Chronicles wind water Crystal Chronicles fire water uh, fire wind Crystal Chronicles so it created a package that could stem you know, you know a bunch of different archetypes that stem from this one package which I think is really really cool and kind of healthy at the end of the day
1: yeah i think it was fine i, I was overall a fan of this meta I think yeah. there was a lot of diversity to it, uh, even if I became bored of playing like some of the top tier stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. but I think as a whole, I was fine with it. I'm not a huge fan of the way that green cards are going to an extent, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call for any bans or anything right now. I, I just think that yeah. as we look further down, there's just going to be things that we have to keep an eye on.
0: Yep, 100. And I can't wait to see. I uh, can't wait to get my hands on episode eight and kind of see what happens with that.
1: Yep, right there with you.
0: But other than that, guys, you know, tell us what you think in the comments or you know, on whatever platform of choice you listen to us. To let us know what cards you think were the most impactful for each element in the meta. You know, I, th- there's, there's really no wrong answers here because um, it's kind of a tale of the tape, really. A lot of cards had a lot of impact. These are just the ones that we thought. But uh, otherwise, Adam, any parting thoughts this week?
1: I got nothing. Opus 8 pre-release, yeah. I guess, is really it.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait for, you know, next week you're going to kind of take the reins on this. I can't wait to hear all about it because... I may I may just save my pre-release kit and open it while we're on the podcast. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just save it and do an opening video with it. Oh no, we got options. We got mm-hmm. options. So, but otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and sign off cuz I have been staring at this cheeseburger for the last hour and I cannot wait to shove it down my stupid face.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
0: With that being said, it's beer o'clock. See y'all later. (laughs) See you later.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for
0: listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.